and welcome to Rebel Hearts, a podcast dedicated to women in the music industry and the challenges that they face. Each episode features songs by your new favorite band and where you can find them. Come on, the show is starting. I'll see you guys at the front. Hey guys, and welcome back to Rebel Hearts. This is episode 38. I have the one and only Patrick back. Howdy. We were just talking about Walmart Yodel Kid, and Pat was serenading me with his greatest yodels. How to do it. <laughs> I'm going to record him and cut his solo record like Walmart Yodel Kid just did with his song Famous. That was not a Kanye West remix, which was disappointing. When's he going to drop the album? I'd listen to it. Walmart Yodel Kid? Yeah. I can't. He, <laughs> he, he should do an ambient album, like an ambient um, Walmart album. And it'd just be a bunch of people asking, <laughs> asking for their money back. And if this is on sale <laughs> and also why aren't there more people at the registers? <laughs> Can I talk to a manager? <laughs> Can I speak to a manager, please? So other than talking about Walmart Yodel Kid, we wanted to do sort of maybe a quick episode, depends on how much we have to say. I, I was talking to Pat, I haven't seen him in a couple of weeks, and we were talking about a lot of things, but mainly we were talking about Beyonce, and I know that I had just talked about Beyonce, but you can never talk about Beyonce enough, mm-hmm. <laughs> and Pat is Beyonce's number one supporter. I wouldn't say fan, even though he's a fan of her, but he supports the shit out of Beyonce, as it, everyone should. Yeah, there's just no, there's no reason not to. There's no reason that she ever has given me where I'm like, oh, you know... I don't like that Beyonce. I've never said that. I don't. That's the first time those words have ever come out of my mouth. <laughs> and you guys better not take this out of context because I will not accept Beyonce slander. Nobody will. Uh, nobody will tolerate that. But anyway, the what we wanted to talk about when it comes to Beyonce is all the backlash that she faces for things that she shouldn't face backlash for. Like mm-hmm. we're gonna we're gonna take this back a couple of years and. We're going to talk about when Formation came uh, came out. And I want Pat to talk <sighs> mostly about all this Beyonce. Um, I don't even know what to call it, but like Beyonce Gate, essentially, of 2018. <laughs> Beyonce Gate. But um, I'm going to let Pat kind of talk to you guys a little bit about how he feels about the way boomers talk about Beyonce. Because we have equal amount of feelings, but Pat can articulate them a little better. So talk about why people right. hate Beyonce. Let's get it started. Well, first of all, before we even go back to formation, I feel like people do, um, should g- congratulate Beyonce more on being the first black woman to headline Coachella, which is notorious as because its founder has supported a lot of anti-LGBT and hate groups. And so that alone is kind of a huge statement, not only for Beyonce herself, but for America. And also, I don't know why people get on Beyonce. I think... You know, she's at the top of her game and people are like, you know, she's a mother. She's this. She's that. She only she always makes everything about race, you know, and but she really doesn't. She makes things she uses her culture in a way that she feels comfortable with. And then people kind of take that as an insult, which makes me I'm like white people right they (laughs) they they kind of you know, they kind of just are themselves and they use things that they're comfortable with to kind of 
I guess I don't know. Build well, a, build like a uh, well, like Miley Cyrus, for instance. Like people got on Miley Cyrus for cultural appropriation, and a lot of people that have heard yeah. about the cultural appropriation, uh, you know, trope. Essentially, I don't even know if trope is the right word. Anyway, but um, I just saw something on Twitter about a girl who dressed in a traditional uh, Chinese kimono type um, prom dress, and I don't remember what the backlash was, but I don't think that she was of chinese or korean descent do you did you hear about that I um i didn't but yeah that's the thing like that's the word appro- appropriating beyonce is not appropriating anything it's her damn culture <laughs> like she lives in it that's her she is black she <laughs> is and people are always making it oh uh, why is she gotta make it about race she you're making it about race she's making art and it's that's true. truly what it comes down to you know <laughs> oh god like so pe- anyway. yeah well i just want to all right can I we, talk wanted about, to open, yeah. we wanted to open it up about you know why boomers hate beyonce are we talking about formation we're, <laughs> yeah. we're, ta- we're talking about literally everything oh, because God. like i said i'm i've ever since beyonce kind of not that she's ever been not present or relevant mm-hmm. but when she came back when she came out with the self-titled album people started taking notice and boomers started you know attacking I, yeah i think it's people People were fine with Beyonce. You know, she's so beautiful. She's a great singer. She's a great entertainer. And she still is. But once she started using her independence and her assertiveness to make statements through her own art, which in in definition is what art is, people suddenly had a problem with it. And what she should just stay quiet. She shouldn't talk about politics. Oh, sorry that she feels a certain way living in this country that we do today. Everyone has an opinion. And listen... I personally don't think Beyonce could do anything wrong, and she hasn't for me at least yet. But if you really have that much of a problem with her, you don't need to talk about her. You don't need to read about her. You don't need to listen to her music. But like, just just stop complaining. Stop getting on Facebook. Stop getting on social media and putting out these like shitty, racist things about her. For <laughs> like like no reason. She yeah. literally doesn't do anything. So that kind of brings us to formation because formation was the biggest statement that Beyonce has made. Mm -hmm. So I definitely want Pat to talk about formation because he feels all sorts of ways. All right. So I witnessed. All right. So I witnessed Beyonce self-titled title album drop you know i was awake for it that shit was crazy that was one of the best days of my life actually i I remember when that happened i remember (laughs) you told me like beyonce just dropped an album what the fuck because tumblr was popping right i was on tumblr yeah people and if you're on tumblr for that you yeah Um, (laughs) you're old (laughs) yeah and so like first of all she changed the game with that one but then beyonce that beyonce album was like incredible it was so important it was definitely definitely pushed the boundaries of pop and kind of gave you a little glimpse into more of maybe her not maybe maybe political side maybe not maybe just her as a person it was more sexual though because yeah remember how we felt about rocket and partition mm-hmm. we we still love those songs yeah i mean um i've talked about it before how women started kind of having this moment in music where they started feeling comfortable talking about their sexuality and female masturbation and everything you know i've touched on charlie xcx when she came out with body of my own yeah and um Love Myself by uh, Haley Steinfeld. So female sexuality and masturbation and yeah, all of like that. it was like taboo. Yeah, it was taboo. But then Beyonce kind of made it no longer taboo in a sense. Like that, like yeah. if you haven't listened to Rocket, which I'm sorry if you haven't, but definitely take a listen to it because that mm-hmm. song will 
Whew, that yeah. is a that is a song and partition. Yeah, we love partition. Like yes, will, women have been like singing about like sexuality for a while, just in a much more conservative way. Because I think it comes down to, um, like you said before, women are canceled more easily than men. A man can speak about it as much as he wants. He be as graphic and explicit as he wants. But as soon as a woman does it, it's, it's un- dirty. It, yeah, it's unladylike. It's dirty. It's it's um. I don't. Yeah, it's a bad role model for kids. Oh my god! But it's just little. It we all are sexual beings. Like it's. Like, I don't know. It. I don't know. So yeah, Beyonce definitely. I feel like the door was kind of like cracked open, but Beyonce just like kicked it down. Oh my god, she totally kicked it down yeah. with with that self titled album. Woof! But the self titled album, you know, looking back since Lemonade is such a huge thing i don't really remember the self-titled album as much because i felt like it wasn't as groundbreaking and that's not to say it's not an amazing album obviously i spent 40 dollars on it to own it on vinyl for no reason but it's just lemonade was just such a statement piece and it came out at such an important time so i definitely think that lemonade kind of trumped the self-titled in a sense of importance yeah i think that the way the self-titled what this the way it happened was groundbreaking but Lemonade was more of like a cohesive work of art with like a cohesive storyline, um, message, meaning, plot, characters, I guess. Um, it, was a, it was a visuals. Le- it was a fucking yeah. movie. It, it literally was a movie. It was on HBO. I oh, All right. So I remember I was like the day that Lemonade dropped, I was like, I was telling my mom, I was like, Beyonce's doing something tonight. You know, she posted, she's doing something. She just said, tune, like, tune into HBO. And I was like, I'm, uh, yeah, I fucking will. You bet your ass I will. And <laughs> I was like, mom, come watch this with me. And like, we were not expecting Lemonade to drop. Nobody was, I think. I mean, it's like she did it before. So we all were like, oh, gosh, she's going to do this again. But then, Le- I don't know, Lemonade was just like this beast, you know? It was like... I remember as soon as it finished, my mom was just like, I have goosebumps. And that's coming from my mom. Right. You know, my mom doesn't even listen to music. <laughs> she listens to opera and gospel. Oh, my God. Barely. <laughs> she doesn't. <laughs> she, the only thing she ever tells me is when I play music is to turn it down because it's too loud. Well, <laughs> boomers. Yeah. Um, but anyway, formation. <laughs> oh, yeah. So formation. I remember I was on my computer when formation drops. Also, I'm basically just always on the computer. Except uh, for on Facebook. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck Facebook. <laughs> um, fucking Mark Zuckerberg. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, I remember it dropping and I texted all my friends even before I watched it, I think. And I was like, Beyonce drops a new video. Like Beyonce drops a new video and nobody really cared as much as me. I did not care. I was making yeah. pasta when he texted me. <laughs> but that's just me. But then I remember like the first time I saw Formation, I watched it again right after. I think I just let it loop because I was like what like like you know she really did it like formation was a statement like her sinking on that car you know and how like the bringing back all all these like thoughts of katrina and the rate and like the racism that was a part of katrina as well and like you know kind of just the word formation itself like organizing females like independence how being proud of your heritage through like lyrics and visuals and i was like damn and as soon as those first few chords came up right and then you have big frida in the back and like for those who don't know who big frida is it's this new orleans uh it's called bounce music artist and it's a gay man who refers to as she so big frida is the shit you know big frida yeah big (laughs) and i don't know it just it really struck a chord with me so then i was so 
I had no idea that Lemonade was going to be released. I thought that was a standalone single. We all did. <laughs> yeah. And then she dropped Lemonade and that really, really did it. <laughs> <laughs> I think there, there's so much to say about Beyonce, but also it kind of leaves you speechless when you talk about it. Like formation was such a huge thing. And mm-hmm. the reason why I wanted to talk about it is because it led to a lot of backlash um, at the Super Bowl, which I wanted to touch on and that's kind of what I wanted to base the episode about is that um, I I really did want to base it around Beyonce to be perfectly honest with everybody here because I feel like she's so unproblematic and she does so much for her culture and for people of color in general and for women and literally anybody that's not a cis white man to be completely honest. Um, She's just super unproblematic and I hear so much backlash from mostly baby boomers. This is basically going to be a hate on baby boomers to be... (laughs) And that, and that one friend that you have in the group who, I just, I don't like her sound. I just, I just don't what understand What the fuck do you her. mean, her sound? Her sound is perfect. <laughs> well, the thing is, like, there, I, I said, when I, I listened to Lemonade, right? And when I heard Don't, Don't Hurt Yourself, I thought it was the most punk rock thing I've ever heard in my entire life. And that might be an overstatement. I might be a little bit dramatic. You know, who knows? But when I heard Beyonce say, who the fuck do you think I am? I felt that. Okay. <laughs> I felt that in my core. And I was like, I don't know who the fuck I think I am. Yeah. But Beyonce going to tell me. <laughs> You're going to learn today. But Beyonce is one of those artists that's just, she, she has a sound, but she also is so like multi multidimensional mm-hmm. where she just she just transcends every genre she really does like she yeah she transcends like stereotypes of pop stars because don't hurt yourself like i said is like super punk rock to me like that that song is just like bam i mean jack white produced it yeah well (laughs) i mean come on yeah (laughs) and then i love freedom off lemonade yeah i mean yeah that's a that's an incredible song yeah try not to feel like I guess free. <laughs> Try not to feel like free and proud while listening to Freedom. You can't. I love that song. Yeah. But it's so it's the most motivating song ever. <laughs> like it's incredible. <laughs> I just talked about two songs on the same album that sound so different. Like I said, Beyonce has one of those voices where she could be in a punk band, she could be an R and B singer, she can be in a, a girl group like Destiny's Child. She can do anything and it's just yeah. like super slept on. <laughs> it's like yeah, you know what's it? Sh- yes, slept on, but the things that people pick her apart for aren't, you know, like like as like we like we celebrate Lemonade and we like celebrate Beyonce and Beyonce honestly provides kind of this bridge for like cultures to cross and for like white people to appreciate black culture without appropriating it and to understand. Beyonce helps us understand, you know. Yeah. And, more than any textbook ever will yeah and like instead of there's i feel like a lot of times instead of people trying to understand they try to tear her down because it does come out of a place like why like people are always like why she thinks she's better than me like why is this better than that and it just comes from a place of like, inadequacy and people who don't want to empathize with other cultures or other races especially within the united states and that yeah lemonade was a super important album especially it came right before we were entering this new era of trump oh my gosh which is why the super bowl uh i want to bring up because uh everybody saw what was it super bowl of 2014 15 when did that come out 
I don't I don't even <laughs> I don't, remember. I don't know. <laughs> but the year the year that Formation came out, mm-hmm. I you know, I'm gonna kick myself after I'm gonna find out the year. But the year that Formation came out, Beyonce performed at the Super Bowl mm-hmm. and she was dressed in her Black Panther um, outfit and she brought a bunch of people of color in the same outfit. And Bruno Mars was there because Bruno, Bruno Mars is always there. Bruno Mars is everywhere, but yet <laughs> I still won't listen to his music. Oh my god! Twenty four K Magic still still salty. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so Beyonce is coming out of the Super Bowl, and immediately every baby boomer sighs. You just hear a collective sigh around yeah. the world by every baby boomer on the planet or anybody over forty, and it's just. It, it bothered me so much to be in a room full of people that were sighing <laughs> because I still hear to this day, you know, I'm sick of the Super Bowl being so political, this, that, and the other thing. And I'm like, first of all, Obama was still president when that song came out. So I don't know why everybody had their panties in a twist because we had a <laughs> man of color in office. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know why Beyonce. Well, I mean, that's a whole nother thing that. Well, I that's mean, a different the story. The people who have a problem with Beyonce usually have a problem with Obama as well (laughs) right and problem with you know most anybody that isn't a cis white person but anyway so the fact that Beyonce was able to shake every baby boomer to their core by just showing up Mm -hmm. in an outfit Mm -hmm. because really she didn't really do anything else she just kind of showed up did her thing Bruno Mars kind of did his thing and nobody remembers Bruno Mars was there. I don't remember what fucking song he did. Yeah. You're saying that nobody remembers Bruno Mars. Chris Martin was there too. And you didn't even name him. (laughs) Oh my God. Was he? Yeah. He was was. all of Coldplay. there. Yeah. Coldplay was there. But listen, the biggest travesty of that whole Super Bowl performance is that they didn't let Beyonce go for the entire halftime. They should have just got rid of Bruno and Chris Martin and just let Stop. her rip. Oh my All god! Right, maybe keep Bruno. I could care less about Coldplay. I'm sorry. Oh, me too. But it's I'm like, talking. I'm talking about Bruno. Yeah. Like Bruno's such an incredible entertainer. All right. All right. Well, we whatever. We we agree to disagree. I guess. <laughs> but listen, they should. But yeah, yeah. That like, and I I remember when that whole after Super Bowl was over and everyone was. Remember we were talking about it? We were talking about it and you're like, this was amazing. It should have been the Beyonce halftime show. It should have been. (laughs) And it was funny because me and Pat were talking about it while I was in a room with people that were talking about how disgusting it was and how disgraceful it was and Mm. all of this shit. And me and Pat were like, this was amazing. Yeah. I just, see, that's the thing. People, the thing that people bring up about that halftime show and why they didn't like it, yeah, is because the Black Panthers were a terrorist group. The Black Panthers were this. They shot people. They're violent. Yeah, but the Black Panthers were created in opposition of basic of you know, during the civil rights movement, where they didn't, people of color, African Americans, didn't have civil rights. And the Black Panthers were created in retaliation of that. It's not like they just formed this group that wanted to do like unnecessarily evil things. No. We were the evil ones. Like <laughs> they were, they were, back. they were fighting back. They were fighting for their right. They were fighting to be who they are, who they were. They were fighting for equality, and it's not like and like people are acting like Beyonce shot someone on stage. No, she did what you're supposed to do with art and express yourself. Like, well, that's why. It, that's why the whole so that happened, and I believe it was. I think it was two Super Bowls ago because mm-hmm. then the Super Bowl after that, I believe. Oh no, maybe it was three because then Katy Perry do something. Oh, who cares? <laughs> Left Shark forever though. Yeah. Left Shark wasn't Left Shark. Th- was Left Shark the year before, or the year after? 
I think it was the year after. I may. I think it was. I think there was one in between because I remember that Katy Perry performs when I think Gaga. Oh, like did the national anthem. Okay, because yeah. then Gaga performed last year. Yeah. Um. So anyway, even sorry that our timelines with the Super Bowl are really fucked up, but obviously I'm gay. I don't watch Super Bowls. <laughs> <laughs> you watch it for Beyonce. Yeah, it's the it's the Lady Gaga Beyonce show <laughs> for me. <laughs> I I get mixed up with like halftime shows and like award shows and everything. Like in my mind, Justin Timberlake was somewhere. Oh, I hope not. Oh wait, he oh, was. Yeah. Wait, that was. <laughs> Listen, don't even get me started about Justin Timberlake and Janet Jackson. Oh, well, that, I've already talked about yeah. that. That was a, that was a, maybe we will talk about it in like yeah. a minute, but I want to, <laughs> I want to talk about the Super Bowl because people were mad at Beyonce and they're still mad at Beyonce because they can't get over anything apparently. And I remember being in a room watching the Super Bowl that Lady Gaga performed. See, we're not even mm-hmm. going with dates anymore because no. we're just going to say who performed. Yeah, yeah. But the year that Lady Gaga performed, I remember everybody telling me, I hope she doesn't make it political. Why is everything so political? And like Gaga kind of did very subtly. Yeah. You know, a lot of people didn't get it. Well, her but- song. Yeah. The, the songs she chose were definitely like politically subversive. Yeah. She was. I think she was doing her best not to be political, but by also being subtly political because she still wanted people to know like hey things are really fucked up but i'm not trying to you know show it Mm -hmm. very you know not trying to flat out just say like just you yeah yeah basically (laughs) but you know what that's why she did born this way yeah but that's the thing art is like supposed to subvert ideas like that so i i don't know People were people were upset about the political thing because Beyonce started it. Beyonce, but be- did she? Did well, she I mean, start it? I mean, I mean, started it for people that claim that they're not racist, but they really are. I think people, the people who were, um, I don't know, the people who were outraged by it started it. I think Beyonce just put it there and let let us digest it. And well, then, that was the thing, you know. Yeah. Same thing with formation, you know. Beyonce made this work of art, and she let. Mm. She let society kind of have at it. Like, exactly. I did this thing. It exists. Have at it. Yeah. You know, she didn't tell us anything about it. She just said, have it. Yeah. She's, yeah. Here it is. Like, you know, take it as you will. Right. And it's up. To, it's really, that's why she's the arti- artist and we're the audience, you know, because. Everything's up for our interpretation. Yeah, exactly. But it was just so many people slammed it immediately because they thought it was a uh, quote unquote black thing. That's literally what I heard people call it. It was black thing. So I just thought. Between. Yeah, the yeah, it's a, it's yeah that <laughs> African American black people live in America, like that's why uh, yes yes <laughs> like, that is they, a thing they do exist and like they are our equals and part of this country <laughs> like they're yeah I don't just know. as part of it as yeah. we are they're suffering you know more <sighs> but they're suffer yes. they're suffering with all of us yeah. um so I kind of wanted to just start off with all of that because i wanted to lay the foundation for all the hate that beyonce gets but it stems from a place of just hate like people just hate on beyonce for doing things that just show her culture and where she came from yeah they exactly people that's all she's doing it's when people especially in america when they aren't used to seeing something they act out of fear and they like they lash out, and I also blame the internet because everyone needs to log the fuck off and stop writing me. Like, who the you think Beyonce's sitting there reading your comments, being like, "Oh, I really care about what like, I don't know, Judy f- from Idaho cares about me." Like, she wrote on Facebook about me to her friends. Like, 
bitch. Shut up. I think Beyonce makes... Cancel your internet. I think she makes like something like $1,400 a second or something like that. She makes something uh, outrageous. Is she higher in? Um, <laughs> right? Um, but I wanted to start off the episode kind of touching on the important milestones that everybody kind of hated on Beyonce for. And mm. then we're going to kind of segue into Coachella because we definitely want to talk yeah. about that. I know that I literally just did an episode. The last episode was about coachella which i deemed baychella which everybody did okay. yeah we could just touch on it quick yeah we're just gonna we're just gonna go <laughs> on that <laughs> because um because beyonce did she do another night she did two nights i think they were the same performance and same set list okay but so she did two nights she yeah there was on, only the first night was streamed right like i talked weekend, about the yeah. i talked about the first night mm-hmm. i want to talk about coachella and beyonce's performance because like pat said yeah. it was important mm-hmm. no it absolutely was i it was beyonce performing at coachella was both like important and ironic because coachella is a stomping ground for people who really appropriate culture sorry if you go there but like it's true you look around yeah, it's a bunch of native american headdresses white, yeah white people with dreads and cornrows and shit like that yeah bindies and the jenners and the, the yeah the freaking Gigi hadids and <laughs> kylie jenners like um, and then Beyonce comes out here, like rep, like representing her own culture and herself and where she's come from. And it was kind of like, you look stupid. Like it's basically to the crowd, like you guys look dumb, you know, like beyond. And like, and I, I love the whole fact that she like brought out like the whole marching bands and how popular like down south, you know, like um, I guess drum drum lines are and yes. like dance teams and all that and how she kind of like represented. I guess Houston, that's where she comes from. And it was very personal. And people were like, oh, there she goes again. She thinks she's a queen. She's just as like this queen. Oh my like, God, she dressed queen. as a queen. Listen, when you are a queen, you can dress like a queen. <laughs> like, <laughs> and she is. We were talking about, uh, me and Pat were talking about a, a bunch of this stuff already at dinner. But I was talking about how, well, Pat actually said it, um, how people put Beyonce on a pedestal. But I think, well, Pat thinks that mm-hmm. she created the pedestal yeah she made it i absolutely do i think that she's one of the hardest working women in the public eye and i don't think there's anything wrong with being on a pedestal especially if you earned it like people are always saying that she's not as great as people like let on to be she's not worth like all the hype but like no she like no but she is yeah if you sat down and you like went in there like with an unbiased opinion and listened to her music and watched her videos and performances like have you ever seen someone move like Beyonce and still sound that good? Oh my God, <laughs> like, that woman. Yeah. It's just, it's funny because here I am talking about Paramore and their song Idol Worship and how Haley mm-hmm. talks about throwing your pedestal stone in the forgetful sea and all this uh, paper thin perfection and she doesn't want to be on a pedestal and all these things. And I totally agree and I totally understand that and I love and support Paramore and Haley for all of those things. But Beyonce is different, and I don't mean different because she's not a person, but I do believe that Beyonce is comfortable with being on a pedestal. I think that she's in a place in her career, her life, and all of that where she kind of accepts where she's at. And I think that she's comfortable on that pedestal. And I definitely think that she rightfully earned it, and I definitely Mm -hmm. think that she works towards staying on it. You know, like... Well, not not yeah. really, but like subconsciously. Well, she's I de- yeah, she definitely tries to outdo herself each time, which is which is great. I mean, I feel That's like ev- yeah, everybody should try to 
you know, be better than they were the day before. Um, yeah, I just think it's, yeah, with Beyonce, yes, some people may not want to be on a pedestal. Who knows if Beyonce even wants to be up there. But I think Beyonce knows, like, she has this weight on her shoulder. Not Maybe not a weight, but, like... People mm, have eyes on her. Yeah, exactly. And she represents a very large, marginalized group of people. And maybe Beyonce is the person that she wishes she could have seen in the public eye or the media when she was a child. And maybe, like, she, you know, there's a lot of young girls and a lot of young men, too, who look up to Beyonce. And I think she feels that. And I think that's why... She tries her best every time she does something. I think that's why it, what what makes her different than smaller artists. Like you know, I don't I don't mean to compare Beyonce to Haley from Paramore, but you know, they're they're two different people. Where I feel like I I understand where Haley comes from, and I understand why she wouldn't want to be put on a pedestal, and I understand everything that she says and the way that she feels, and you know, I obviously wholeheartedly respect that. But Beyonce, I feel like, is in a different position, and I definitely think that her being um, the voice of a marginalized group definitely adds a little bit more to it. And I definitely think that she wants the platform, and I definitely think, like Pat said, I think she kind of wants to be the person that she wanted to look up to when she was a kid and didn't have. Like, I think that she wants to be that role model for young girls, young women, you know, especially people of color, I definitely think that she just wants to be that role model that she never had. Yeah, absolutely. So I think that her her pedestal, I think she's okay with having it because mm-hmm. to her, it means that she has a voice for the people that don't. That's why formation exists. You know, she... Absolutely. Yeah, that's exactly th- why formation is. Yeah. I remember Pat told me, he's like, the whole message is stop shooting us. You know, I remember, I remember really though. Yeah. yeah. I remember I, I know somebody else said it. I think even maybe Beyonce said it. Somebody definitely said it, Mm -hmm. but I remember Pat said it to me because we were talking about it. Um, when formation came out because people were obviously upset and Pat was like, it's not, it's not that deep. It's just basically saying, stop shooting us. Yeah. It's literally like, stop. (laughs) Yeah. That's literally stop killing that. Yeah. (laughs) Stop killing you know people of color yeah yeah i mean in one in some part yeah formation especially is kind of a response to like you know these young teenagers and young men like being gunned down in the middle of the road and like is it so why is it so difficult for this country to accept or to just act on like not shooting younger the younger generation or marginalized groups or you know like blacks or latinos like why why i don't get what so hard to grasp about that just don't do it (laughs) i actually saw you know what's really strange is that we're doing this episode and this morning when i woke up um the channel that i always have on my tv always has infomercials by the time i wake up for work Mm -hmm. and there's this new thing called the um the mirror dash cam or whatever it is oh yeah yeah yeah. and like body cams Yeah. yeah so in the um in the commercial is actually a latino man Mm -hmm. who apparently made like an illegal left turn and uh, the cop was totally wrong. And he's like, I have proof, but like, what about other people? And I was really thinking about that this morning. And I was like, imagine, imagine if everybody and imagine if every marginalized person or minority had these mirror cams. And imagine if we saw how, (laughs) 
how they were, yeah and like how they're treated exactly i think white people have no right saying that these people that marginalized groups minorities have no right to complain because they have absolutely no idea what it feels like you can't you can't be white and understand that because yeah we can't even really wholeheartedly understand yeah. because we are we've never been in that situation exactly and racism is the result of white people fearing feeling superior to others so like <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean it's true though you know it's yeah i don't know it's a difficult situation because it's hard it's you try you try to it's yeah <laughs> like walk walk them out on someone else's shoes like that's what it really it's yeah if I feel like if we were to see like the horrors of what happens in this country on a day to day basis to minorities, I mean, we definitely have a whole another outlook, but we have to kind of just trust these um, people in the public eye and these like, I guess you can even call them like representatives to trust what they're saying and, you know, sim- like sympathize and empathize with them. So, yeah, that's why I feel Beyonce is doing a great job. <laughs> yeah (laughs) more or less but um beyonce isn't the only woman that we wanted to talk about because there's there's a couple of other things that we wanted to touch on um me and pat were talking about how women are more canceled than men are and i want to kind of segue a little bit away from beyonce but i want to segue nonetheless Mm -hmm. um beyonce gets a lot of shit for quote-unquote making everything political making everything black but we have kanye who, yeah, we're going to talk about Kanye for oh, a second. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Kanye is somewhat celebrated. And I mean somewhat because I know he lost 10 million followers and everybody on my Twitter, at least myself included, have not been the gentlest <laughs> about the things that he's been doing or saying. But I just want to talk about this for a second because baby boomers hate Beyonce. Like, let's just call it for what it is. Uh, I'm a vast majority. OK, if you're if you're a baby boomer, you're like, well, I love Beyonce. Sorry, Janet, but this is for the majority. A majority a majority of baby boomers do not like Beyonce for whatever reason, whatever they use to hide their racism, mm-hmm. they hate Beyonce. Yeah. Meanwhile, the same people that hate Beyonce love Kanye right now. And I just think it's hilarious because Kanye has always been vocal about being a Trump supporter. And I don't know if everybody knows that, but he's he's been a Trump supporter since day one, like loves Trump all about it. You know, probably yeah, going there, to dinner right now. There's been multiple news articles before this, like series of tweets of him support, like um, voicing his support for Trump. Yeah. So this isn't anything new. I mean, it was a little new for me because I don't really keep up with Kanye. He doesn't have a show called Keeping Up with Kanye West. <laughs> but um even though he he may or may not be on it i don't fucking know I don't <laughs> he's always show. hiding in the corners <laughs> it's terrifying <laughs> but um so kanye was not canceled by a vast majority of people that usually cancel people like beyonce and i just want to touch on this for a second because i just think it speaks so many volumes because i saw a tweet um earlier on facebook by one of my friends and it said you know people were so quick to uh, tell uh, Colin Kerpernick and there was somebody else I can't think of off the, top, off the top of my head but maybe it was Beyonce I don't know but somebody else to you know stick to music but nobody's told Kanye the same thing mm-hmm. and it's funny because nobody's told Kanye to stick to music because Kanye's supporting Trump where everybody else was kind of not not supporting Trump but clearly having yeah ulterior ju- just voicing yeah their their opinions and like their opposition it's like Colin Kerpernick literally took a knee and nobody knows 
why he was taking a knee unless you really, mm-hmm. you know, went into yeah, it. But it was out call- of respect. Yeah, he was like called inflammatory and like a thug and all this other shit <laughs> because he because he wanted. Yeah, he took a knee because he yeah he went down on one knee, <laughs> which is insane. Um, but the whole the whole thing about it is like I was trying to explain to people that you know were you know anti Kerpenek was that the whole taking a knee thing was a sign of respect because he was trying not to be disrespectful and he was told by somebody I think it was a veteran that taking a knee is the the biggest sign of respect that you can do yeah so it's just so funny that everybody thought it was rooted in hatred and everything when really this guy was just trying to peacefully protest and not even offend mm-hmm. anybody and he literally upset an entire nation and caused um the nfl to drop you know dramatically in ratings because nobody was watching oh, because and then everyone... papa john papa john went after him Fucking papa john yeah man. fuck papa john <laughs> get the hell out of here <laughs> you ain't my papa yeah I don't, you ain't, my you ain't my father john yeah <laughs> You're not my real dad. <laughs> the only um, father I have is Father John Misty. Oh, God. I love him. He's going crazy, though, too. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, back to Kanye for a second. Everybody was raving about how they loved Kanye, how they thought it was great, blah, blah, blah. And then a couple things about mental health because, you know, people always like to pretend that they care about mental health when celebrities bring it up, you know? Yeah, really. But anyway, so Kanye's a Trump supporter and people are a fan of Kanye because he's a Trump supporter. Meanwhile, Beyonce is just trying to live her life as a black woman and she's probably a thug. Yeah. 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 Beyonce is not ma- like not getting on Twitter, making these huge rants. Like Beyonce is not really doing anything to spark any negative, negative response. Yeah. And yet people are quick to shut her down and to try to like tell, every- tell us what's wrong with her. It's so funny because you'll always hear about how Beyonce, how Beyonce's this and that and the other thing and how she didn't leave Jay-Z and how, you know, all of these things and all yeah, these things that gonna, we should hate about her. How are you going to tell somebody to live their personal life? If she gets cheated on, look, it sucks. It's her problem. She chooses to stay with her with whoever. That's her decision, not the, ours. The thing is, though, beyond uh, Jay Z probably has to hear every day of his life from some news <laughs> article or from I someone so. like us that he cheated on Beyonce and all of these things. So I'm yeah. sure Jay Z is never forgetting it, and I'm sure that he's never doing it again, or at least he's not going to do it where people are going to, you know, know about it. But it's just. I want, we were talking about Kanye a little bit and we're not in support and we're not really in hate of Kanye. We're kind of indifferent to be honest. You know, I'm, I'm not going to go after everybody that supports Trump because I'd be wasting a lot of time and I don't have time in my life to go after every person that supports Trump because tried it wasn't really effective. So, you know, if Kanye wants to support Trump, that's his fucking problem. Until he finds out that Trump doesn't care about black people either. Yeah. No, it kind of just brings this whole conversation kind of just brings it back to the. I don't know. I don't know. Like Chris Brown, even. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And like even you can even the Dixie Chicks, you know, let's let's. All right. So when George Bush was president, the Dixie Chicks, they went on stage and they spoke out in protest of the Iraq war and George Bush, their entire career dissolved. They or their career was ruined just because they used their right as an American to protest. Yeah, Chris Brown beat the shit out of somebody. And Snapchat and, made a joke out of it. Yeah, and it wasn't even his first account of domestic violence. Yet he's getting invited to award shows. He's getting nominated. People are still working with him. And it's bullshit. 
he has like 14 million followers on Instagram. Yeah, it's it's disgusting. It's just, and while we're touching on Chris Brown for um, a quick second, is that I saw recently that um, there was an independent artist who made this really cool Teen Titans art and posted it on his Instagram. And then Chris Brown, I don't know, Chris Brown probably didn't personally edit it, but it was edited to add the back of Robin uh, from Teen Titans, Robin's jacket. It said, um, I don't know if it said anything, actually, to be honest. It could have just said uh, Robin or something. But whoever edited it, edited it for their logo and then kind of like made it really weird but it was still obvious teen titans so chris brown posted it and then the artist actually wrote like hey man not cool this is mine then chris brown ran after him like it's not that deep bro you know you should be thanking me yeah but if someone like was to repost one of chris brown's songs and change something in it and add a verse or something then suddenly it's uh it's a big deal right yeah so this independent artist he actually got it taken down because a lot of people you know supported him and like trashed chris brown like you, you should. He's an awful human being. I don't know how anybody supports him. But anyway, so Chris Brown is just a piece of shit. And it's just ridiculous because the whole Snapchat thing, too. Yeah. Uh, you guys probably saw it, but Snapchat made a poll. Oh like, my God, yeah. would you rather be punched by Rihanna? By Chris Brown or like slapped. By Rihanna or something. Yeah, or something. It was in really bad it was too. It was too, um, like, would you rather get assaulted by Chris Brown or assaulted by mm-hmm. Rihanna? So then Rihanna spoke to that and said, you know, not cool Snapchat. And then everybody kind of abandoned ship on the whole Snapchat thing. But it's just I like, do, I, you know, I'm simple. I just do what Rihanna tells me to. Well, that's everybody. Yeah. But it's just like, here's Rihanna, who Pat just told me came out with an all inclusive size inclusive lingerie line. Yeah. And then Fenty. Fenty Beauty, Beauty Fenty Puma. And then now she has Fenty Savage, which is her new lingerie line. Yeah. And she's basically, you know, she's marketing to all body types. And I'm not talking about body types like someone who's slightly average weight, <laughs> I guess. You know, like she, you know, she's mar- and it's diverse and it's inclusive. And honestly, the women have have been doing the best and they still are doing the best and they're going to keep doing the best (laughs) and that's why it's like rihanna who came out in that situation people were like why yeah why'd you stay with him and shit like that (laughs) meanwhile not why hey chris brown why'd you beat the shit out of her exactly why oh god (laughs) (laughs) we can go off about that and same well i mean i know you're not a huge that big of a fan but with cardi b as well like you know cardi b has is pregnant and offset cheated on her multiple times and people are calling cardi b an idiot they're they're calling her yeah he cheated on her like and also i mean even the same thing with like johnny depp do we have a video we have videos of johnny depp like abusing amber heard and like fucking screaming in her face in an alcoholic rage she has so much proof right and they keep so much proof they keep casting him casey affleck all these allegations they keep casting him they gave him an oscar Who's coming? There was there was like a wave of men who were accused of abusing. Um, All of Hollywood. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but there was like four main ones. I think uh, Louis C.K. is coming oh, back. Oh fuck! Listen, I have to say something. If you didn't see it coming with Louis C.K., you weren't paying attention. It's true. I watched two episodes of Louis, and I had to stop watching because it made me. It was so misogynistic that it made me uncomfortable, and it wasn't funny. Like, it just wasn't funny. It was just sad. Yeah. Louis, Louis is a very sad oh, sh- yeah. show. But Louis C.K. is apparently coming back. Um, who's that guy that was in Deadpool? What's his face? Josh Brown? No, 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 no. The, uh, the, the guy with the glasses. Oh, T.J. Miller. T.J. Miller. See, I don't he, even he give a fuck a about him. He called a bomb threat. Yeah, that was... Th- yeah. 
he's apparently bouncing back from that. <laughs> he's bouncing back from that, though, so that's good. Oh, I think Kevin Spacey's bouncing back, too. I, Kevin Spacey needs to just... Needs to exist. He needs to stay and go to jail. He yeah. needs some... He, yeah. Um, yeah, there was, like, a wave of, like terrible men that were coming back in hollywood there was like four of them i remember yeah. i don't remember if tj miller was in that i just remember no, i saw the bomb T- yeah tj miller he didn't really he didn't abuse anybody he just was a fucking idiot and called in a bomb threat which listen it's not like you didn't know the consequences <laughs> like, right well he said he was drunk and everything yeah. I, I i don't know why i thought for a That's second a, that he was yeah. um he he abused somebody, but yeah. No, he just called. Him he up. he's just like I'm just not a fan of yeah. T.J. Miller. But um, anyway, we got off track because we were yeah. talking about Chris Brown. I'm sorry. I get when as soon as you open up a conversation about men not being shit, I can't help but <laughs> jump in. <laughs> well, it's good that we brought it up because, yeah. like I said, I did want to talk about how women are so easily canceled, yet men aren't. And if we want to talk about Cardi B for a quick second, without me, you know being angry mm-hmm. is that cardi b took a lot of the 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 brunt from offset even though she was problematic in her own ways she took a lot of the shit that offset said for no reason like i that whole that whole article where he was being homophobic and talking about how he doesn't vibe with queers and all of that she took the backlash he didn't face any of it or most of it so it just goes to show that like we're so easy to blame women and Mm -hmm. you know make them bear the brunt of men's mistakes like um well i mean yeah women throughout history you know it's always it's always falling on the woman's shoulders while men get off Right. It's like, like, you know, a man cheats on a woman. Well, why is she staying? Why why is he cheating? I know. It's it's nice to see change happening and coming, but it's it's been a long time coming, you know, like it's truly been a long time. coming. There's a lot of work left to do. And there's yeah, it's going to take a while. But hey, with every generation, it gets better. Let's just hope that this generation doesn't blow up. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So while we're still here, we just want to do one more. Um, we just want to talk on uh, talk about one more person, and that's Janelle Monet, <gasps> because Pat loves Janelle Monet, and she's somebody who's been in the music business for a long time, and a lot of people have been sleeping on her for the <sighs> longest time. Yeah. So let uh, let Pat take you through a couple of things that you should check out by Janelle Monet in the immediate future. All right, listen. So my first exposure to Janelle Monet was when she collabed with Grimes on Venus Fly, and that was such a bop, and I loved it. And I was like, I like Janelle Monet, you know. And then she was in Moonlight, and she was in Hidden Figures, so she was on my radar. And I knew I knew about her before that too. I just I never got really into her music except this one song called Yoga, which is like a total bop, and like Tessa Thompson's in it too. And you're like, hello. Um, so Janelle Monae, she just released um, her third album. It's called Dirty Computer. And she, throughout like the album and throughout the singles she's dropped, she's kind of asserted her pansexuality and kind of answered the question people have been asking for a while, which was really great to see. And like, you know, if you watch any of her music videos or listen to her songs, you know, she has something to say. And that's what I think I like about her the most is that she's honest. She has something to say and she knows where she's come from. She's proud of who she is, and if um, that's why, you know, if you ever seen her in a tuxedo, that's paying homage to where her parents came from. There, there were a driver and a, a I guess housekeeper. Yeah, I guess ho- that's the word. Yeah, in a hotel, and so I don't know. I've just 
I, I feel bad for sleeping on her and I'm happy that I kind of sat down, gave her my time, gave her a listen because I don't she just I don't know. She's one of those <laughs> she's one of those people like Pat will play her in the car and I'll yeah. be like, "What is this?" every time. She I yeah. She's she has like herself she has I don't know. She has a very unique sound. She really <laughs> yeah. does. She has a lot of herself in her music and I think like what I really like about her the most is her honesty. And her vagina pants. Her vagina pants, yeah. Um, I love the vagina pants. Yeah, and, she, and I love and a gay story. <laughs> <laughs> we were talking about how um, she is so well-spoken. And that's yeah. a great quality that I feel like a, is lost on a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And I, I definitely appreciate a well-spoken person, not just a woman, but anybody who is well-spoken and that can yeah. sound like they're confident in anything that they're saying. She is so articulate, so confident so smart like when she's in an interview i feel like the interviewer gets flustered because she gives you like these really intelligent and multi-dimensional answers and then the interviewer is like so what what's your favorite mascara and like (laughs) it's like lana whenever lana's interviewed yeah Yeah, it's i know because people don't ask like women like good questions it's true like i've been talking about this for a couple weeks now Mm -hmm. every single article that every well every single interview that paramore has done since after laughter came out there's always that one question so when are you writing new music and you know what kills me paramore was pretty dormant for the greater part of four years and nobody except for like hardcore fans were asking for new music Mm -hmm. so these journalists popping up after like the it came out in may of 2017 by like june july of 2017 so are you writing new music what like how unoriginal are interviewers nowadays and like i'm sitting here i got like books full of interesting questions and no one's asking me to interview (laughs) them and i'm like what the fuck people i know it's yeah they just because but it's like I feel that there's some part of people when they interview women or just really anybody, maybe not even, maybe it's not even just a woman thing, but nobody thinks outside the box anymore. It's just like, what, yeah. are, you, what are you listening to? It's like very surface level, very shallow. Yeah, Do you like, like toothpaste? <laughs> What's your morning routine? Do you Who like crest? <laughs> yeah. Are you a Listerine person oh. or a Colky person? <laughs> oh, See, yeah. even that's interesting. Fuck, I should just do interviews. <laughs> But it's just, I think that there's a lost art form in being articulate and being Mm. creative. And we're just, you know, if you take it back to Beyonce, you know, she is a lost art form. Like everything that she does, nobody's either done before or no one's done well. Yeah, exactly. I think, yeah, I agree. I think that we're living in a time of kind of new original thought, but also the regurgitation of a lot of things. You look at the film industry, you're seeing a lot of remakes, you're seeing a lot of sequels. Even if you like if you look in the music industry, you know, you kind of have this one album that breaks ground and then people's people will make albums after that that kind of sound very similar. And it's just like I don't know. I kind of miss like a breath of fresh air. So that's why when like somebody comes along and I can really when I'm like, wow, they're different and I like them and you know, they're they're telling me something I never heard before. I, I like that a lot. <laughs> <laughs> well, we were talking about, um, like, even SZA, you know? SZA yeah. was a breath of fresh air. Oh, like, yeah. <laughs> we love SZA. Yeah. But, but SZA's great, and 
Angel Olsen's great yeah. and just Charlie XCX, like all of these, all these women that you love, you know, yeah. they're just super original. And we were um, just touched on a movie for a quick second. We were talking about uh, A Quiet Place and how we both mm-hmm. really liked it and how edge of our seats the whole time. And it was just a really original thing. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Smart, different. That's what you need. It's like you can't just keep watching or listening to the same thing. Or keep watching The Office yeah. over and over again. I mean, I will still do that, but... <laughs> <laughs> but Jim forever. Yeah. <laughs> the, the last thing I want to say before we uh, leave you guys with the song of the episode is go listen to Ariana Grande's new song. Oh, <laughs> yes. Yes, Ariana. If I have to end the episode with anything is I <sighs> I just want to plug Ariana Grande's yeah. new music. Oh my god, she had no right doing that to us. We she, were not ready. She lowered the ponytail. Mm. Shit got real. Yeah. It's all about letting your hair down. Well, she I know, it's still in the it's, ponytail. It's let, she, she let, let the let ponytail down. For down. Her. Yeah. She let the ponytail down. Yeah. Oh, what a bop that is. No, no tears left to cry for sure. Yeah, that's I had except all the tears that I had. I had friggin', I had no hair left to snatch after that song. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Every wig I've ever had yeah. snatched. So that's all. I, that's all I really wanted to talk about for today. I really just wanted to make an episode about why it's ridiculous that people hate Beyonce, except for the sheer reason that they just don't like her. You know, it's cool to not like somebody and it's cool to not like everything. I I know that there's people out there that forever, whatever their reason is, they don't like Beyonce. And that's that's okay. You know, I'm totally I'm totally aware that that's a thing that can happen. Just appreciate her if you don't like her. Right. You know, you have kind of like how I always talk about how I don't like the Beatles. I don't like Nirvana. Like, I just don't like any of those classic, you know, groundbreaking bands or people or anything but you know i appreciate what they've done for music and i think that's all that matters as long as you appreciate where everything you love currently came from then you're fine you know appreciate beyonce for what she's doing for a community that might not be something that you are in yeah just just appreciate her that's all that's all i care about yeah absolutely yeah something that you might just look over if if somebody didn't you know yeah it's just you know all your favorite music all your favorite bands they came from somewhere you know music has always been an ever-changing thing and you know the Beatles sprouted a lot of things and you know just because I don't like their music doesn't mean that I don't appreciate what they did for music today Elvis Presley he laid groundwork even though I don't listen to his music I appreciate him for what he did and all of that so definitely just think about that the next time you say that you hate a band or you hate an artist or you hate anything and just think about maybe there's a bigger picture that maybe you should appreciate before you just hate on something you know because it might just be bigger than you mm-hmm. beyonce is bigger than all of us oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> beyonce 2020 oh my god no no <laughs> no please god please no. stop electing yeah. famous people into office yeah, stop putting celebrities into office please. Yeah, he's fucking killing us yeah. <laughs> well we might not if we don't live to see another election you know <laughs> At least it was fun while it lasted. Yeah, not really. (laughs) (laughs) Beyonce forever. So if you guys still like us, you could find me on Twitter, which is Rebel Hearts Girl, which most of the things that I said today in this episode has been tweeted about. You can find me on Facebook, which is facebook.com slash Rebel Hearts Podcast. Sorry, I barely remember it because I don't really update it often. Sorry about it. It's just... 
another social media that I just can't keep up with. And then also (laughs) (laughs) I have uh, Instagram, which I kind of update, which is Sam is socks. And then email me for anything podcast related, preferably in submissions at rebelheartspodcast at gmail.com. And I have everything, including all the links that I just said on my website, which is rebelheartspodcast.com. I do a couple of blog entries every now and then when I just feel like something that doesn't belong in an episode, but I want to write about it because sometimes writing is a little different than talking about it. Um, I just did a blog post on how I started podcasting like the equipment that I used to use, my advice, because a lot of people seem to ask me and repeating myself over and over again kind of sucks because I don't want to forget any information that might be valuable to somebody. So definitely check out that blog post if you're interested in starting your own podcast or if you've ever wanted to know how I got started and all the equipment that I used for whatever reason, check out that blog post. It's available on the website. So before me and Pat go, we'll leave you with an artist that he literally showed me an hour ago <laughs> her name is billy elish billy eilish eilish sorry eilish without the i don't know i'm just discovering discovering her now too um she's i think 16 years old but yeah 15 or 16 yeah she's definitely doing much more than i was at 15 <laughs> or 16 so and pat didn't know this but she actually came out with an album in december of 2017 it has yep. nine songs okay it's great <laughs> it's great um today we're gonna play you the song called belly ache off that record because that's the song that pat showed me in the car and i really liked it she's also friends with lana del rey and she's been compared to lana and lord which we both love mm-hmm. so obviously she's going to be great <laughs> she better be <laughs> the album's called don't smile at me and it came out in december of 2017 and that's all we have for you today thank you pat as always for bringing a fresh and great oh, thank um you. <laughs> thank you for bringing me on as the resident beyonce fanatic researcher <laughs> <laughs> you're just so good at it that's why i bring you on oh thank you <laughs> so i hope you guys liked what we had to say about beyonce and i hope that uh Pat's always welcome back because I don't think I'll ever stop having him on because his fresh take on everything and his Beyonce knowledge. So I will see you guys at the front. Here is Bellyache.
Listen. 